I'm Mike Breen, a public awareness officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Michelle C. Malinkovich, who's at the Laboratory of Artificial and Natural Evolution, Lane, in the Department of Genetics and Evolution at the University of Geneva in Switzerland, and also at the Swiss Institute of Bioinformatics. And we're talking about a discovery that his team made about patterns in lizards and how the scales are colored, which had to do with cellular automata. So it was kind of a, a surprising discovery. So, Michelle, can you tell us about it and, and the math involved in the discovery? Yeah, so uh, it all started from the uh, observation of a lizard called the oscillated lizard. It's uh, a southern European species. It's a beautiful lizard at the adult stage. Its skin is covered by scales that are homogenous. Each of them is homogenous in color. It's either black or green. And these uh, scales form chains of black and green scales. So what is really surprising is that when the animal is born, it's actually brown, and then it transforms into this labyrinthine pattern of black and green chains of scales. And we wanted to understand how this is actually coming about. So we hatch the animals in the laboratory, so we breed them in the lab, and then we used a very high resolution system for reconstruction of the geometry and the color texture of the animal and we did that at different time points for about three and a half years because that's the time it takes for the animal to become adult okay and because we could reconstruct with high resolution the geometry and the texture and the color texture we could actually follow the color change of every individual scale so uh, this is obviously a computer science pipeline that took some time for us to develop, but then we could really follow up what's going on for a given individual. And we did that with a, a few individuals. And then to our surprise, we realized that all the scales change from brown to either green or black, but then continue to flip color. So the scale, if it's a black scale, it has a certain probability to flip to green color and vice versa. And given that we could follow every single scale and that the pattern doesn't look random, there is no clustering of uh, black scales or clustering of green scales. So if you are used to look at random patterns, you immediately see that this is not exactly random. So I thought immediately, of course, about cellular automata and thought that maybe each scale would have a, a probability of change color that would be a function of the color of its neighbor. And indeed, uh, when we derive the probabilities of color change, we realize that a black scale, for example, has a basically zero probability to become green if it's surrounded by green scales. But if it's surrounded by many black scales, then it has a very high probability to switch to green. In other words, a scale of a given color hates to be surrounded by scales of the same color. They switch from green to black if there are too many greens around them and from black to green if there are too many blacks around them. Okay? So we derived these probability functions. And then if we do numerical simulations where we take the same disposition of scales and then we depending on the color of the neighbors we switch colors following this probability distribution we get 
patterns that cannot be differentiated from the actual observed pattern. We tried really hard to try to differentiate them by, you know, every possible uh, statistical means and we couldn't. So we really cannot differentiate them. So it looks really like the animal actually has a living cellular automaton on its skin, which is obviously pretty surprising and, and interesting. So that's the first observation. And of course, there is a problem here. The problem is that there is quite some research that has been done uh, in zebrafish, uh, for example, and um, a couple of other organisms, laboratory organisms, very strongly suggesting that color patterns in animals, skin color patterns, are generated through very local microscopic cellular interactions, okay? So chromatophores, cells that contain pigments or contain some nanostructures that generate structural colors, these cells are actually interacting with each other at the microscopic scale, and these interactions are short-range and long-range interactions and can be very efficiently modeled by a Turing approach, by Turing equations. So we have this contradiction in, on one hand, all data so far in terms of color patterns in animals seems to suggest that you have these local cell-cell interactions and that you should model it with the reaction diffusion systems. And then what we see is color change at a much larger scale, basically a macroscopic scale, because you can see these scales, uh, these skin scales with the naked eye, right? And they change following a cellular automaton rule. So we were really puzzled by this. How can we reconcile these two things, right? So the first thing we did was to use a pretty simple model, which is made of a systems of nonlinear partial differential equations that has been developed for explaining the color patterns in zebrafish. And there are three equations that take into account these short and long-range interactions among basically two types of cells and also this long-range factor influencing the pattern. And then we try to understand how could we use this Turing model and explain anyway the emergence of cellular automaton at a larger spatial scale. And then I thought about simply the following. If you take a reaction diffusion system, usually this is done in 2D, right? But of course the skin is not 2D. It has a shape that is changing uh, across the animal, because if you are the center of a skin scale, obviously this is pretty thick, while if you are at the border between two scales, the skin is much, much thinner, okay? So we uh, simply were wondering whether this variation of thickness of the skin would not impact very much on diffusion parameters, for example, and explain the emergence of cellular automaton behavior. So that's what we did. We simply made uh, simulations using quasi-hexagonal lattices uh, of scales in which we would just simulate uh, reaction diffusion, but we would reduce the uh, diffusion coefficients at the border of the scales by a factor that we vary, and we investigated how much we had to vary it to see indeed uh, something interesting happening. And then indeed, we could see clearly the emergence of the cellular automaton 
when the uh, reduction of diffusion was strong enough. So we did a, a sensitivity analysis, basically, and demonstrated that if you reduce this diffusion by more than, let's say, about 85% at the border of the scales, then each of the scale will tend to be homogeneous in color because diffusion is strong enough, is large enough within the scale. But then you would have this, anyway, this intertalking, of course, uh, between neighboring scales because there is a connection, although this connection is with a reduced uh, diffusion coefficient. Like you were saying, people think of the cellular automata, that's a discrete thing, and then the reaction diffusion equation, you were talking about the microscopic level, that's more of a continuous thing. And so at first it seems like a contradiction, but you kept on thinking about it or researching it and, and found that it was consistent. Exactly. So basically what we show is that the variation of geometry of the skin, the variation of thickness of the skin, transforms a continuous system into a discrete system. And the best way to describe it is by a cellular automaton. But it is not contradictory with the existence of a continuous reaction diffusion system. You just have to superpose this continuous reaction diffusion system with the geometry of the skin, the variation of thickness of the skin. You have to take into account that you are talking about a 3D tissue that is not homogeneous in thickness. So, in addition, um, because of these numerics, we were pretty convinced that indeed this uh, variation of thickness was responsible for the emergence of this discrete system of scales changing color, but still we had um, difficulties to find a real formal link between the two, right? When you look at uh, Turing systems and then when you look at cellular automata, these are quite different systems. So. I was uh, lucky enough to discuss this with Stanislav Smirnov. I know, I'm sure you know uh, about him, who is um, a fantastic mathematician here at Geneva University. And he got very, of course, interested and was very curious about, indeed, could we find a formal link between Turing mechanisms and cellular automata. So he had the idea of uh, transforming this into discrete reaction diffusion systems where each element is indeed a scale in this case, a skin scale. The state is continuous, so you can take any value between green and black, but it would homogeneously change within the scale, right? You, you would not have a pattern within a scale. Each scale is indeed a discrete element. But then still allow a diffusion at the border of the scales, and then he modified the Turing equations to take into account this parameter and uh, basically derived correction of the continuous diffusion coefficient to make the discrete uh, reaction diffusion system work. And then it worked beautifully and actually we cannot differentiate the behavior of the discrete and the continuous system. So it is absolutely clear that indeed it is sufficient to superpose a variation of thickness of the skin to allow for a, a cellular automaton behavior to emerge from this continuous system. That's Michelle Malinkovic, who's at the University of Geneva. And we're going to take a little break here, and in part two, Michelle will put his research in context, especially the interdisciplinary nature of it.